I got royalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Cocaine quarter piece, got war and peace inside my DNA. I got power, poison, pain, and joy inside my DNA. I got hustle, though, ambition flow inside my DNA. I was born like this, it's born like this. Immaculate conception, I transform like this, perform like this. What shells you a new weapon? I don't contemplate, I meditate, then off your fucking head. This that puts the kids to bed. This that I got, I got, I got, I got. Good evening, this is the Dr. Zeus Podcast. Welcome to Friday. Motherfuckers! Yeah. Um, I'm playing that for a reason, because this week, Kendrick Lamar received the Pulitzer Prize for music. He is the first hip-hop artist, um, usually... A classical artist or a jazz artist receives this award. And Kendrick, hey, I am I'm a fan. All three albums. It, I haven't heard the earlier stuff that he used to do before he was signed to a label. But the three albums, you know, they're amazing. You know, you start off with Good Kid, Mad City. Then you take it further with How to Pimp a Butterfly. And then you take it even further to the echelons with Damn. And then you do the Black Panther soundtrack. So, I mean, you know, um, whenever I hear those songs from Black Panther, I think, oh, Kendrick, you did it. You did it. What do you think? <laughs> Oops, I forgot, to, <laughs> I forgot to add. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Well. weird <laughs> but yeah it's friday i'm so fucking happy didn't aretha franklin do something about that she did an album called so damn happy i'm like yeah i know she doesn't curse she should have done the called the album so fucking happy but she didn't you know because you know it's all about that r-e-s-p r-e-s-p-e-c-t find out what it means to me I hope I spelled that right. <laughs> oh my god. We've got a lot to talk about. Oh my goodness. Our country is in deep shit. Yes. And I'm gonna put it on a kind of you know, you have to see things in a humorous humoristic way. So yes, I am a liberal, but I also have a father who is a Republican, and even he hates Trump. When the Republicans in your family are doing the sign of the cross, like Trump is the devil, it's bad. It's bad. And then we have this. As it must. Les réponses unilatérales et les menaces de guerre commerciale. Has made a Here it is. Let me be clear. These tariffs are totally unacceptable. Do you realize what he wants to fucking do? He wants to close us off. You know what that means, people who voted for Trump? That means we all have to pay fucking more. We don't have allies anymore. Now we have a whole shitload of enemies. What the fuck did you all 
do. I I understand. Oh, then I see the two evils. Fuck that shit. Look what happened. Look what happened. Now what do you think about your vote, you know? Oh my god. I'm you know, thank God we have moments like this from Howard Stern, who was on Netflix with David Letterman. You you know I'm gonna absolutely uh fucking watch this. Comes on and says anything that is in his mind is a great guest. And he would get on. And no matter what I asked him, he would answer. Yes. In a very sincere and thought out way. I'd say, uh, Donald, uh, and I'd always call him Mr. Trump. He liked that. I'd say, Mr. Trump, um, tell me, who are the great beauties? If I ask you some names, can you tell me who the great beauties are? He goes, first of all, straight face. The great beauties, Howard, are not actresses. It's models and a lot of these girls who work in the, um, you know, uh, anyone who works in the entertainment industry, really, I've only seen sixes and sevens. So, you know, I'd say, well, Donald, I think Angelina Jolie is a great beauty. Seven. <laughs> really, why? Well, come on. He goes, he goes, you know who's a great beauty? I go, who? He goes, my daughter, Ivanka. Now, she's a 10. And so we'd have these discussions. Oh, my. And, of course, with the internet now, all these tapes are out there, and they're still using them on a constant rate. Here's the interesting thing. Donald asked Howard, this is in the Netflix interview, um, if he would speak at the RNC. And Howard was like, you know, Donald, I'm a Hillary supporter. What the fuck? So he flat out turned him down. He did not turn down Bon Jovi because Bon Jovi said, hey, Howard, can you induct us into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? And Howard's like, go to Cleveland? To Cleveland? Hello, Cleveland! Hello, Cleveland! You know, if you've ever seen This is Spinal Tap, you would understand. Oh, my God. But, yeah, that kind of that kind of put me to sleep. It was, you know, I, I slept like a baby. And, I mean, um... Why is this sounding all okay? There we go. Uh, I wanted to find the bass in there right there. You know, um, I know how to handle a mic, I think. <laughs> but, um, um, oh, I did something really interesting. Uh, I've talked about this off and on on, on the podcast. Is um, I had these Bluetooth headphones, you know, with beats. I think people owe beats. Beats are so overpriced. I don't know why you buy that shit. Here's the thing. I had the regular Beats. They were good. They were good. They were a Christmas gift. And then they broke. And I had those for almost three years. And I thought, you know, I got some extra money. Holiday money. (laughs) You know, because you get your your Christmas bonus. And um, I said, fuck it. I'm going to go down to the Apple store and I'm going to... Um, look for some beats. So I'm going to put them out on the spot right here because they gave me really bad service. The Apple store in Modesto, California, very bad fucking service. And I'm going to call them out on that. And I go there. Nobody's helping me. They're looking at me like I'm going to rob the place. And I thought that's kind of unfair. I have a lot of money, you know, but you know, I guess to them looks can be deceiving. So I, I left and I wrote a very scathing review and I went on Apple and bought it and it arrived 
shit, the next day. It felt like the next day. I don't really remember. So I purchased the um, headphones, the Apple, the Beats X, which are the wireless ones. And they just go over your ears. I picked the blue ones. I didn't feel comfortable picking gold. I have a gold phone, but, you know, that's another reason. And um, gold line's gonna tell you where the light is. Gold line's gonna tell you where the light is. Remember, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Ooh, that doesn't sound good right there. Okay, so these Beats X, I think I paid about 170 for them. Oops. The fuck? Hello. Oh shit. <laughs> oh no. What happened? What happened? I can't hear it. So now oh, I gotta get the headphones. I can plug them in. Okay. So something happened to the speaker. I think it needs to be charged. That's what happens when you use a Bluetooth speaker. Um, yeah. But as I was saying, these were $178. So it was money well spent. So I was able to Bluetooth. I have um, I. someone. Okay, my parents got a new TV, so they gave me the old TV. The old TV has Bluetooth capabilities. So I'm able to Bluetooth those um, Beats headphones to the TV. And I will lay down, lie down, not lay down, because that's past sense. Lie down in bed and watch the Howard Stern interview. And then I don't have to make a whole shitload of noise because they're on my headphones. I can also watch certain videos that we won't go into. Um... I think these need be do these need to be charged. Oh, technology. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, there it goes. And now I can hear it again. But I'm gonna keep the headphones on for good measure. Um, it's fucking Friday. Usually I cut these up into two. I'm just gonna do one long fucking one because I want the consistency. Um. What's interesting is, is that I've been doing these. I thought I was doing them for a hundred episodes. I've been doing them a lot longer. So, okay, <clears throat> because with Anchor, the number of it doesn't show up, but when you do iTunes, it shows up. So then, if I go down, okay, available episodes. And I've been doing this, God. Okay, so my first one was March 18th. Every day is like Sunday, the pilot. Because I I was thinking in like TV logistics, you know, the pilot. Okay. Everyone that I've ever known has said, you should have gone into entertainment. Well, now. When I was younger, no, because I didn't know shit. And now they're like, oh my God, you're so funny. Oh my God, you're so random. Because I have all these different ideas in my head and then some of them don't like it oh you have ADD you know 
they don't get it. And they and they're like, oh my god. What I don't like is that people think that if you have ADD, you're retarded and you can't do anything. Here's the thing: my brain moves really fucking fast. So I'm thinking about five things at once. I don't consider that a handicap. I love it. <laughs> Sometimes I can't fucking sleep, but I've learned to train myself to sleep. You know, um, Ritalin does not work. I don't think, you know, we. I, I am the prime example of Ritalin that doesn't work, okay? They gave it to me. My mother didn't want to give it to me. <laughs> I would go to sleep. I was really little. I would go to sleep in class. So they had to train me to focus. Even in college, I had a great professor whom I'm good friends with. Um, her and her boyfriend, amazing, amazing people. Um, extremely intelligent, talented, both of them. And inspire me. And she was the first person, her and her mother, who were both teachers, and her mother um, has since passed, um, would say to me, you know, I know how your mind works. Your mind is really, really fast. And you not, you need to learn how to hone it. And I remember there were occasions where I would have to write my paper in class. I think it was an exam or something. And she would I'd bring it up to her and she'd be like, this was uh, uh, the teacher that I'm friends with now. And she would look at me and she would say... Is it focused? <laughs> and I just kind of like, mm. so I'd go back and redo it because, you know, that's what she wanted. And, and I had time to redo it and I would rewrite it and, you know, refocus it and restructure it. So, you know, but yeah, I, I don't consider myself highly intelligent. Some people think so. I don't know. I'm not good at math. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm sure some of my siblings think I'm a lazy buffoon. Um, but, you know, here, here's the thing. I'm not going to talk shit. They have no sense of humor whatsoever. They do to an extent. But then it's like they take shit too seriously. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, and for me, it's not all parties and games. You know what I mean? I don't. I do it. I did actually work. <laughs> I was going to say I do, but I did. Um, I would go to work really, really sick and just, you know, do what I need to do. And, um, yeah. But, you know, I, I have to laugh about it. So I try not to take things too seriously because I see what it does to everyone else. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. That's not how I roll. Oh, and I love how people are messaging me. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. It's like you got to tell them, you know, I'm busy. You know, I, 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 I think people always want me to entertain them. Sometimes it makes me feel like this. I 
I'm not the doctor, okay? Nor is Alanis Morissette. That's one of those jewels that you find on Jagged Little Pill. Yes, I know, Alanis. You know, here's the thing. I think people, she had so much fucking pressure on her to do the follow-up. And now you kind of listen and you think, she didn't really need to do a follow-up. That album could pay for herself for her entire life. It sold 30-something million copies worldwide. Won her album of the year at the Grammys. That was kind of a first to have something that was that grungy. <laughs> win album of the year and and i always love the res- you he always kind of the responses in the audience says a lot about people you know you're watching all these people as she wins kind of look at her and they kind of look dazed and confused you look at brandy brandy's kind of like i think brandy was expecting mariah and then you see tony bennett's just excited tony bennett's happy about fucking anything it's like what are you smoking but, you know, I shouldn't say that because he, he he doesn't do drugs. Um, in the 70s, he did. And he admitted to that on 60 Swinging Minutes. But, you know, and then you look at uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, who, you know, worked with Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson. They were all nominated that year for History Present One, Michael Jackson. And Michael didn't win, but they're all, like, excited. Like, whoa, this is the new guard. This is Alanis motherfucking Morissette. You know, and she gets up there and, I mean, very humble. And, you know, she's Canadian. And I'm bringing her up today for a reason, okay? Because the tariffs and everything, now that puts us in bad, you know, company with with Canada. Canada are our friends. All because this orange motherfucker doesn't know how to run a fucking government. And he is, It's the, I feel like we're being bitch slapped. He is a bad representative, a bad representative of, of, he's not even a representative of our country. He's just a bad representative. And I love all people say, well, he's a businessman and that's why we voted for him. Okay. If you think that way, then you shouldn't be voting. Okay. (laughs) Because that's not what it's about. It's about governing. And he doesn't know how to govern. It's like telling deputy dog to govern. That's how you. That's how you're gonna get it, okay? So I've I've sat sat around and bit my tongue and heard people say, "Well, that's why we voted for him in a business suit." Okay, honey, let me get you something clear right here. People voted for him because they were confused. Confused, motherfuckers. Yeah, and I hope that those of you who learn from this mistake. You voted for a stupid motherfucker. And that riles my gears. Oh my God. And I and I live I I am related to Republicans, you know. <sighs> and I'm not gonna say what my great grandfather used to say about Republicans, because well, it's not nice. But you know, I I'm scared, okay? And so I try to make humor out of it. I mean, you know, obviously, who knows if his wife is really a mail order bride? Is she here legally? You know, his parents, his mother was an immigrant. So there's a whole lot of motherfucking hypocrisy going on here. It's it's funny in some aspects. 
And now we live in a world where George W. Bush is not so bad. Now we're like George W. Bush. It's like, oh my God, you were nothing compared to this. At least George W. Bush had his own fucking hair. Oh my God. And he had Papa Bush because even Papa Bush would not. Okay. Papa Bush is very, very blunt. Bush 41 is what they call him. Bush 41. I call him Papa Bush. Okay. Because he's everybody's Papa. Huh. And you know, he's a controversial figure. Read my lips. Yeah. And after that he choked, um, you know, and it's a political dynasty for them. And you know, I think he wanted Jeb to be president, and I don't know. Who knows? Who knows how that would have went? You know, you know, Anna Navarro, and I love her. And I oh, sometimes I disagree with her, but she's like, you know, you know, Jeb Bush is our president now, motherfuckers. That Trump piece of shit. That you know, that would have been our reality, but unfortunately, this is our reality. We are going to. They're just bad people. We're going to... Ex- no tariffs. You know, Canada, we're going to fuck you over. And then Navarro's like, this president is xenophobic, homophobic. He does not like immigrants. Ooh. I'm just realizing the echo when I did that. I sound like Eva Peron. <laughs> I know Argentina, I knew of love will now I am <laughs> but you know this is how the river now I am Madonna and I train vocally to do this I can't act for shit but I can sing sing without pro tools but I found my I'm not gonna get an academy award but maybe a golden globe next Time they want acting, don't pick me. A new Argentina, a new age from Madonna to she went to Ray of Light after that. Huh. Ray of Light is probably her best album. I love how people say, well, like a prayer. Okay. Like a prayer is good, but you know, there's something focused about Ray of Light. And now I know some of you are thinking, what is the title of this going to be today? It's probably just going to be Canadians, you know, because I love Canucks. I love Canadians. I have I have family who live in Canada. Maybe I should go join them. I don't know. Um, I mean, some of the great bands and musicians, Joni Mitchell, KD Lang, um, Rush. I'm trying to think of some others. Um, uh when the man who holds high places must be the ones to start to crave a new reality closer to the heart closer to the heart blacksmith and the winner yeah oh my god i love rush i love i i to the chagrin of certain people that i know oh my god you like rush yeah what's wrong with them alanis morissette i mean I think it, I would be here all day if I had to r- name all of the Canadian artists. Uh, members of the band were Canadian. Rufus Wainwright, I just remembered. Um, oh, this is my favorite Rush song. Because it kind of fits into what we're dealing with now.
So the song is about big money. Let me see if I can find the lyrics. Mm. Okay, sometimes building I oh I gotta I gotta sing it though. Um see that's the thing about Rush though, their lyrics are caught. <laughs> Neil Pert is writing these. So this man okay. Sometimes building ivory towers, sometimes nicking, knocking down castles down, sometimes building you a stairway, lock you underground. It's that old time religion, it's the kingdom they would rule, it's the fool on television getting paid to play the fool. That base that fits into the context right now. It's perfect and that's probably why Trump is afraid of Canadians. I don't know. You know, for I okay, you motherfuckers out there who like Trump, let me tell you something. For someone who is supposedly such a great businessman, to basically bite the hands that feed you. So what the fuck? What the fuck? Sitting in your ivory tower and Trump Tower. Now people in New York are like, we want Trump Tower removed. More than anything. They want him to go, I don't know, to a swamp. To a big fucking swamp. So alligators can be his friends, you know. And eat, eat pieces of him along the way. So. Mm. You know Kendrick Lamar is going to make an album out of this. That, okay. I love how people, I don't like rap. Oh, okay, shut the fuck up. Stop spewing your racism oh i don't like rap because it's rap no you don't like it because it's black that's why you don't like it i should just start saying that to people and they say i don't like rap and i said shut the fuck up you don't like it because it's black you don't like black things so get away from me but i'm not going to say that because then they probably shoot me um it's true it's true oh i don't understand it okay it's self it's about the it's CNN, okay? That's what rap basically is. Rap is basically me talking about my neighborhood, you talking about your neighborhood. We come together. We broadcast. This is what's going on. Remember Ice Cube? Straight out of Compton. Crazy motherfucker named Ice Cube from the gang, uh, from the rap group called, you know, <laughs> NWA. Ice Cube is probably one of the most conscious. Okay, Kendrick Lamar obviously learned this from NWA and from Ice Cube. Ice Cube would put out these records that were very controversial, but they were truthful. When he does, when he did Today Was a Good Day, and then you see the end of the video, and that's there for a reason. Okay. Huh. I mean, they're not just doing these songs. Oh, my God, let me get this on the radio. No, 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 no. They have a responsibility to put out these records. And even Tom Morello of Rage Against the Machine said, all of your music is political because it comes from a place of honesty. And, you know, only you know it. And so that that's what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about politics and music and how we are just screwed now. You know, you can't, we can't make change unless we vote and unless we impeach this motherfucker. Who knows? And we impeached 
Pence too, and and um, what's the other guy? The P90X guy that looks like fucking Dracula. Um, oh great, the speaker went out, but see, I can still hear myself on the headphones. So I don't know. It's a Bluetooth speaker. I think I need to get different speakers for this. So then you know I can have more guests on. <laughs> um, that's that's what I'm thinking about. You know, is expansion, expansion, and um. My friend was telling me how she wants to get a night job, and it made me think of this. The Scissor Sisters. Yeah, I'm waiting for them to get that up part. You see, it's a party record, but they're still being political. It's got a big butt on the album cover. I like it. As you know, I love music. And music, you know, even Stevie Wonder said, people don't like it when you're political, but you have to be. That's why he put out Higher Ground, you know. Um, that's why he put out I Wish. Um, yeah, so, you know, if you don't want, then don't do music. I mean, shit. <sighs> God. Mm. I could recite some more Rush lyrics, but I know you, you guys don't want that, you know. You know, or even Tupac. Tupac was very socially conscious. So here's why I like Kendrick Lamar because he's Kendrick and then he's channeling all of these different eras into one. When I listen to Kendrick Lamar, I'm hearing NWA, I'm hearing Tupac, I'm hearing Nas, I'm hearing Public Enemy, I'm hearing Ice Cube, I'm hearing Run DMC, all rolled into one. And Eminem. It, it, it's a music. It's a brand. Okay. So when those of you kind of, you kind of offend me and, Oh, I don't like rap, you know, and maybe it's because you don't like black music and maybe, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I take back what I said and I'm sorry if I said that, you know, that, Oh, you know, you don't like rap and you're racist. No, here's the thing. You should be open to all forms of music, not just one. We all have, oh, this makes me feel safe. But sometimes it's good to go outside the box and listen to shit. Listen to it. Listen to it. Because it actually might help you in a way. <coughs> you know, the aggression. The consciousness. The words. Um, I'm going to need a fucking stool after this. And I'm talking about a stool. Not stool softener, okay? I started... Um, a probiotic cleanse. I'm doing the cleanse detox this week, and then next week I do the probiotics, and then I do the fat burner thing together. So far, I feel very energetic. You know, and it just makes you have to poop a lot, but you know, I'm not going to go into graphic detail about that. So we live in a in a world, a scary world now, a scary motherfucking world. 
We have this madman running the show. He thinks he's running the show. What he did, you know, I think he thinks that the White House is like the apprentice. You're fired. That's why so many people get fired. And then he announces the job rate thing before it even goes. It's like, can you put a lid on this motherfucker? You know, he's he's a he's not a publicist stream. I'll tell you that they would be. You know how like Mariah Carey, when she tried to say something and her publicist put her hand over her mouth. That's like him. People want to do that, but they're scared they're going to get fired. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Where are these Canadians when we need them? You know? Oh, yeah. Making great records. You know, I, I, I'd like Alanis Morissette right now to just go up to him and say, I'm not. I wish nothing but I don't see she's Canadian, she has to you both. I know the version of me. Is she perverted like me? Would she go down on you in a theater? I've never gone down on anyone in the theater, so I wouldn't know. I've heard about ways that you can do it. I have a friend um, who told me, I, I'm not going to say who it is. Um, I don't know if he ever did this, where you cut a hole in the popcorn box and then you stick your dick in there. And then when, you know, no one's looking, you know, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't do that, but I, and I don't know if he did. I know that he liked to get touchy feely in the movie, not with me, but probably with his husband, you know, and, um, Let's let's go back to the Canadian. This is aggression, beautiful aggression. Your anger is a gift. Yeah, I think hand in my pocket would kind of fit more for, you know, what's going on. Um, oh God. We are just living in shit times, crazy times. I mean, they can be fun. You know, it's like, okay, what, what's going to happen next? Because you turn on the TV and it's like, is this SNL or is this reality? And then Veep, Veep is such a great show, but it's on hiatus because Julia Louis-Dreyfus was battling breast cancer. Very serious shit. And, um, you know, uh, what is this? Okay. Anyway. But when she won her last Emmy, she was like saying, you know, our show is basically a sobering documentary in the real world of whatever this is and it's true if you watch veep it's basically a parody and now the parody has become reality and in i mean it ties into the roseanne thing he would congratulate her for those ratings even though she was a racist bigot and i'm gonna clarify something because my father's like oh he used to watch roseanne yeah in the 90s the reruns 
from 90 okay so from 1988 to 1997 i would watch it and i thought it was funny the one problem okay the one time it kind of made me think mm, was they had um shelly winters and i love shelly winters and she meets Anne marie's family remember Anne marie and and chuck and their son chuck jr okay and Anne marie's like Oh, it's so nice to meet you. And I just want to know, I just want you to know, I'm not prejudiced. And I was like, what the fuck? Okay. So that's that's kind of something you kind of look back on and think, hmm. Hmm. Because, you know, in the premise, okay, I didn't watch the new season. I watched like a bit of it and then I read about it. Um, if you remember originally, DJ didn't want to kiss this one girl because she was black. Well, and he ended up marrying her and having a daughter with her. So it kind of goes that way. But I don't know. It's, um, hey, if you want to def def defend Roseanne, um, go right fucking ahead. What is this? <laughs> um, great. You know what I mean? But. Look into what she did. Look into what she said. And how de defaming that is. What the fuck? And Jackie and Jackie and Jackie and Jackie. I kind of hope that Lori would have won that Oscar. Because she was playing the nice mother. And Allison Janney was playing <laughs> Tanya Harding's mother. Remember that? I'm... Boo-hoo, I didn't stay home baking apple brown betties. I made you a fucking champion. Knowing you hate me for it. And I'm thinking, if you watch Lady Bird, Laurie Metcalf's character has so many subtleties that a real mother has. Not this Joan Crawford motherfucking shit. So, we are living in crazy times. Roseanne, Trump, wouldn't that be that would be scary if he puts her in an elected official position? Well, you got fired from ABC, so why don't you come work for me? Because you know he pulls that kind of shit. He is that motherfucker who hires his friends who have got issues, even though he knows they got issues. Oh, come work for me. Oh, even though they're gonna steal from him, he does it anyway. Oh, well, you know, I, I had a friend like that who say, Well, you know. I, I was trying to be a good person and I sold them the car without written authorization. And I said, that is stupid of you. You do not do that. That This person wanted me to go in business with them. I'm like, that's, I'm not going in business with you because you can't even conduct it properly. Huh. It sounds like a lot of stress. Oops. <laughs> I didn't do it. And it fucked it up. That, oh, where is it? That takes a lot of crack to blame Roseanne. Doesn't it, Trump? Well, you know, we couldn't help ourselves. <laughs> Those are too many steroids. Did that? Yeah. So this is the Dr. Zeus podcast, and it's 
clear and present form, like clear and present danger. <sighs> yeah, it's too many distractions. So let's let's do a let's do a séance real quick. All right, who are we going to contact? Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I have an idea. I'm going to surprise you all. We must say on someone who knows all about this shit. Someone. <laughs> LBJ, come forth. You philandering fool, we are here to seance you. Yeah, this is LBJ. Why did you wake me from my nap from? I'm in this afterlife with Ladybird. Oh, fuck. Mr. President, we'd like to ask you, are you watching the Trump saga from heaven? Who told you I was in heaven? This could be purgatory. After all, I'm here with Robert McNamara. What does that tell you? I'm looking at this motherfucker, and he is more crooked than me when I was running. You know, yes, there's so many conspiracy theories between me and the Kennedys. But I'm LBJ, and if we get through this together, it didn't work. And I grew my hair long, and I started smoking again, and I died of a heart attack. I don't know what else to tell y'all. I'm watching. He's philandering. He is a stupid motherfucker. Because you know in Texas we do things different. So I'm not president anymore. Uh, Robert McNamara and I are in purgatory for a reason. And I don't know. God's just probably like, I don't know what to do. Ladybird will come and visit. You know, it's like a sliding door. She'll bring me some sandwiches. So that's all I have to say about him. Because right now, even Kennedy is up there just laughing his ass off at Trump. Like, what? Ronald Reagan, we don't know where he is. All I could say is he's not in purgatory. Who knows? Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Look where that got him. I don't know what else to tell y'all. Thank you, LBJ. Hey, Bungalow Bill, what did you kill? Bungalow Bill, hey, Bungalow Bill. What you saying that shit for? Seance me out, motherfuckers. And that was LBJ. And if you've never heard Bungalow Bill, listen to the Beatles' White Album. And <laughs> there are a lot of songs, a lot of songs that kind of highlight the 60s. I think because they were listening to the doors because, you know, the Beatles are like, all you need is love. And the doors were like, come on, baby, light my fire. Try to set the night on fire. And then, you know, then they're talking about the end. Lost in a rolling wilderness of pain. And all the children are and 
um, the late Ray Manzarek said, all the children are insane, waiting for the summer rain. What a way to describe the love generation. And he was right. So I think the Beatles were listening to other people like, you know what? We need to get socially conscious because we can't just keep saying all you need is love. So let's sing about LBJ. Because that's what that song is about. Hey, Bungalow Bill, what did you kill? Bungalow Bill, hey. Or dear prudence, why don't we do it in the road? Come on, Helter Skelter. And we know what happened to the song Helter Skelter and how it got blamed for something. <sighs> yeah. So that's, you know, that's the podcast, basically. Let's be conscious socially so that each time we look at the news, are we watching Saturday Night Live or is it reality? Who knows? This is the Dr. Seuss Podcast. Have a good evening, and remember, unpleasant dreams.